This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. I'm going solo this week without my beautiful wife, Remy. It's great to be with you on all of our radio affiliates across the country. And if you're listening to the podcast, thank you for doing that as well. Before we even get into the show, I do have some important news to share. I know a lot of people were excited about our upcoming event with Hall of Famer, Philadelphia Eagles legend, former Pro Bowl player with the Denver Broncos as well, Brian Dawkins for September 16 in South Jersey in New Jersey. Unfortunately, we've had to cancel that event because, sadly, former Eagles player Hugh Douglas lost his son, 25 years old, Hugh Douglas Jr., in a car accident. And Brian is a a tremendous teammate. He's going to be there to support Hugh and their family at the funeral. So it was not possible. We had to reschedule. We had to cancel that event. We are going to eventually reschedule. We've got a bunch of things planned and lined up with Brian in the future. So everyone who purchased tickets, you will receive a full refund. By the time you hear this, you probably already received an email for that. So uh, we apologize for that. And our hearts go out to Hugh and his family and the entire Philadelphia Eagles community. It's a tough time, and and it's a sad thing. Our guest this week is going to be Andy Holloway from the Fantasy Footballers. We don't often have media people on this show. I always have different players, but I, I thought as we're getting into right now, football season kicked off Thursday night. Detroit Lions upset the Kansas City Chiefs 21-20. After watching them raise their banner, Patrick Mahomes and the big bad Chiefs, they go down. And there were some, obviously, some circumstances involved there. They didn't have Travis Kelsey. They didn't have Chris Jones. Mahomes had a ball bounce off Kadarius Toney's hands for a pick six. But credit to the Detroit Lions. They went in there and did a tremendous job winning that football game. So Andy's going to be coming up giving some fantasy football advice. He's on the fantasy footballer, so stay tuned for that. I wanted to talk a little bit today about healthy habits because as we get ready, and this is something that's big for me as football season kicked off and it's, it's my busiest time of the year. Uh, Football never stops. It's a 24 seven, 365 day a year type job covering the league has been a tremendous uh, honor and it's an incredible grind and it's busy. And I'm working on, and I I saw my first season in my new role last year, what it was like and how difficult it was for my wife and my children. And I'm trying to develop better habits around this season. So I thought, let's talk a little bit about healthy habits and healthy habits and prayer, because it all, to me, ties in. It all goes hand in hand. Everything for me starts with my spiritual life. It starts with prayer. If I have... God's gift of peace inside me, if I have that, I can handle everything else. I can deal with that. So it starts with those healthy habits of prayer, praying in the morning, praying at night, praying numerous times throughout the day, but taking a minute to be alone, taking a few seconds and moments and time to spend in the scripture to be isolated from the busyness of the world around us, the busyness, the grind of our daily jobs. Even if you don't have something like I do that consumes you all season long, 
but you're working at a desk job or you're working in an office or you're working at a school, whatever it is, we all have busy lives. We all have commitments. We all have different types of just stuff really pulling at us, pulling us away. You got kids and you're running them to different activities. You, you got one job. Maybe you're working a couple. Maybe you have a side hustle. Maybe you have this and you're going from one to another. Maybe you're single. You're not married. But now you, you're in that relationship scene. You're running out. You're going here. You're doing that. We all have stuff that's pulling us away. And I just want to discuss and encourage you to take a moment to make sure you develop healthy habits in prayer. For me, it's making sure that if I got five seconds, uh, I I need to, and it's always going to be more than five seconds, but just five minutes to read a scripture. And sometimes I, I love to read the Bible itself, but if I have to get it on my Bible app and try and avoid distractions and maybe roll up Slide your thumb up and and hit the do not disturb so you can read the Bible app on your phone or however you do it. But take time to really invest in creating healthy habits in prayer. Like if we're tired, we rest. If we're hungry, we eat. If If we're thirsty, we drink water. But if our spiritual feelings are off, we need to take time and invest that in in God, in, in our Lord, and have that conversation and sit down and just pray. We take time to, for our physical bodies, we take time to eat and drink. And for me, working out is a huge part of my life. Let's take some time spiritually and make that a healthy daily habit. I'm making that a priority as we enter this incredibly busy NFL football season. Up next, you're going to hear from Andy Holloway of the Fantasy Footballers. You're listening to Faith on a Field Show. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. With 33 convenient locations, Heritage's Dairy Stores desires to be your deli of choice. Heritage's full-service delis offer great-tasting products for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Harry Egg Breakfast Sandwich, made with two farm-fresh eggs, cheese, choice meat on a fresh Kaiser roll, makes morning simple. Heritage's famous subs are built on freshly baked Lysio rolls and feature Dietz & Watson premium meats and cheeses, freshly sliced anytime. Making lunches at home? Try one of our lunchbox specials, which are sure to please. Heritage's Dairy Stores, our family, your hometown deli. This is Derrick Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonthefieldshow.com. You can find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen to the show anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Sometimes we cut them short for radio. Be sure also to follow us 
on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on the Field. And please be sure to tell a few friends or as many as you'd like about Faith on the Field. If you would like to be a sponsor for the show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonthefieldshow.com. We've got so many exciting things happening right now, and we'd love to have you be a part of it. We have various packages that we can cater specifically to fit your needs. Our goal is to be on a sports radio station in every state. If you don't have a business to advertise, but you want to help the ministry, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonthefieldshow.com. Our guest this week, Andy Holloway, is a co-host of the Fantasy Footballers along with Jason Moore and Mike Wright. It is the number one most listened to fantasy football podcast, the number one sports podcast on Spotify and Apple. Andy, Jason, and Mike break down the world of fantasy football. They got a student analysis, strong opinions, and matchup advice for you that'll help you win. You can't get it anywhere else but these guys, the Fantasy Footballers. You can find the Fantasy Footballers, as I said, on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Also, go to FantasyFootballers.com for more information. The Fantasy Footballers community of fans, they've raised together more than $250,000 in support of St. Jude's Children's Hospital over the past five years. So that's pretty awesome that a portion of the sales from their Fantasy Footballers Ultimate Draft Kit goes directly to St. Jude. You can check that out also at UltimateDraftKit.com. It'll help you. It'll help you anytime when you have or heading into a draft. Here is my conversation with Andy. Andy, welcome to Faith on the Field Show, man. I appreciate your time. Tell me a little bit about how the fantasy footballers started out, how you guys came to be, because you're having a ton of success right now. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things that, um, you know, I, I have three kids and I started to think about the fact that. I couldn't have grown up and said I wanted to be a podcaster, right? Like that industry, <laughs> it didn't exist. Like I grew up, you know, a big fan of sports. Uh, sports broadcasting was an interest when I was when I was younger, but the idea of this industry of podcasting, it just wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't formed in my brain in any way. We worked uh, myself, Jason, and Mike, the three owners of the company, the three hosts of the show. We worked together in a, a gaming business, so like Facebook and iOS gaming business. Um, part of a small small company in Scottsdale for about eight years and we spent a lot of time talking fantasy football that was the lunchtime conversation uh certainly didn't imagine a world where uh we'd be able to kind of cultivate the audience that we've that we've managed to garner but we would you know Mike and I we spun up a podcast just about our league and we did it on lunch breaks and uh we would you know do all the things that fantasy football leagues do which is talk trash about the other uh, managers of the league and, and, and have fun with the trades and reviewing them and just kind of had fun on that podcast. And, uh, at, at some point in time, Jason came along and just said, you should point this thing forward. And again, we didn't think that this could become such a thriving business. So Jason and I went and got real estate licenses while we were spinning up this show, figuring, you know, uh, we won't be able to make a living off of it, but it just took off. Uh, people connected to the show from, from the onset. We were the first year round show, so people with an appetite for fantasy, uh, February, March, April, you know, those off-season months, they were there. We built an audience, and um, it's kind of just grown every single year since, and this will be our ninth season. Wow, and and how often are you guys putting out uh, episodes throughout the off-season and then in the season, does that change? Yeah, during the season, which is, you know, now uh, when we're recording this, we're doing five shows a week. We do an extra show for our uh, for our, what we call the foot clan, the kind of people that support us on Patreon. 
and uh, we do some other shows like a dynasty show and we do a comedy show. In the off season, we have two a week. So that's kind of the schedule from February through the beginning part of July. Just um, keeping the conversation going. It's a lot of fun during the off season, but it definitely ramps up now. And of course, everyone can check out the fantasy footballers on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. You can go to the fantasyfootballers.com for more information. And you guys also put out a ultimate draft kit that uh, you, you put out there before, obviously before the season. Then uh, I, it says that you have raised over $250,000 in support of St. Jude's Children's Hospital, which is tremendous, Andy. That's that's awesome work out of you guys. How did you get involved doing that? And, and can people still get access to the ultimate draft kit? Yeah, the draft kit's kind of winding down now with the season kicking off, but mm -hmm. um, that was a partnership we built. Uh, I want to say probably about five or six years ago, we did a, uh, our very first live show uh, out here in Phoenix, Arizona. We've done a handful of these over the years. Um, we did a tour in 2019, but it began as a partnership around those live shows where we would uh, donate proceeds generated by the live events. Uh, we partnered with them on the UDK, so a, a percentage of the proceeds from selling the draft kit uh, went to St. Jude. So we've just had that relationship with them and kind of finally passed that threshold, which was kind of neat. Uh, and they just do incredible work, you know, where, where you know, yeah. the children that are, um, you know, being served by St. Jude, they, their families don't see a bill. And so we like being participants in that endeavor. How many leagues are you in personally? <laughs> uh, <we laughs> I know you get question that question a lot. A lot. We do. Uh, not as many as people think. It's one of those things where, you know, for us to be authentic on the show, I think we have to be in it the same way our listeners are. So we're in probably... You know, combined, we're probably in about six or seven, maybe eight wow. leagues. We're really in, like with our emotions, probably about three of them. Uh, because you can't have, you know, you have so many leagues, you're rooting for every player. All of a sudden you're saying, you know, I want this player to score this much, but not this much so that I can win two leagues. It's just, um, it's a lot to manage. So, uh, yeah, three really core leagues where uh, I'll be in a bad mood if they don't go right that weekend. Do you recall the first year you were involved in any fantasy league at all? Because I'm trying to think back. I believe Brett Favre was in his first year <laughs> with the Packers for me. And I, wow. instead of like magazines, we were rank, I was ranking guys on a piece of paper uh, and just like looking up their stats and everything. Like it's probably been about 25 years. Yeah. I mean, I remember my first exposure to fantasy was the same type of thing. It was like newspaper. <laughs> and, you know, you cut the thing out and you mail it in to enter and then you're like checking box scores and I think you could get scores over the phone. I mean, you're talking uh, the very early days before the technology uh, advanced. Uh, my first real fantasy football season was probably probably the first year Reggie Bush was in the NFL. So that was wow. that was kind of my I did fancy basketball before then. But, yeah, it's been a long time. Do you get involved in any of those weekly where you pick in different players week to week, those kinds of leagues too, as opposed to where you draft a team in the beginning of the season? And, and how do you give out advice for from week to week basis? What do you do? Yeah, so we, we do have a um, another podcast that kind of specializes in the DFS. That's like Daily Fantasy where they have those week to week lineups. So we got a couple of great guys that are kind of more focused on that. Um, I'll play from time to time. It's not like... You know, it adds a little bit of fun to the week sometimes. But, yeah, we have a, a DFS show, and those guys are really in that league format. And it can be it can be something to make Sundays more fun. 
How do you approach? Like, do you have a favorite team, Andy? In, in the NFL, the Cardinals, unfortunately. So you're in you're in tank mode with Jonathan Gannon and full and, tank and, mode. Yeah, full 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 tank mode. Full, so, full pay attention to 31 other teams mode. Yeah. <laughs> how when when the Cardinals were competitive, did you purposely stay away from anyone at at that time? <laughs> Russell Wilson's in Seattle, right? And he you get that's one of the teams to be like. Did you stay away from guys who you didn't want to actively root for? Um. I tried not to, but it was hard. Sometimes you did because I remember being at a game here in Arizona um, in in the early days before we had the show, I had season tickets. And I remember being there and going like, the Cardinals were competitive. I wanted them to beat Seattle, but I had Marshawn Lynch. And so it was like, I want to win, but I want Marshawn to get his in the win. And yeah, it it was a conflicting emotion scenario for sure. Have you looked ahead to... Uh... This weekend's action, as we're recording this, it's Wednesday. So obviously, I'm sure you, you you've really you dove in and you know where you're going. Like, are there a couple guys that you're looking at in this weekend's matchups that that you think can then shine out, out of the ordinary, not not the typical yeah, I, players we know. I think I think you try to pay attention to some of the matchups in Week One. You only have last year's historical data when it comes to defenses and things of that nature. A couple of matchups jump off the page to me, like Baltimore facing Houston. Houston with a rookie quarterback this week. Like Baltimore is heavy 10-point favorites. So like J.K. Dobbins in that matchup, Lamar Jackson in that matchup, uh, any of the wide receivers you could take shots on. And then the Arizona game, with Arizona being on the very bad side of it, like the commanders have uh, Sam Howell starting at quarterback for the first time. He's kind of sneaky because he runs the football. But Jahan Dotson as a wide receiver in that game. Terry McLaurin if he plays. Brian Robinson as the running back if he plays. Those matchups right now I'm leaning into the ones where you kind of see big disparities. And, um, you know, you start to gather data. And you, you get a better indication two, three weeks into the season than you do right now. How do you think Mike McCarthy taking over the play calling in Dallas is going to impact the the way Dak Prescott performs and maybe the balance of that offense. Are they going to try and really incorporate Tony Pollard and run the ball? Or is that taking away from CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks? How do you view it? Yeah, I think that was the um, immediate reaction and for good reason. Like they were scoring a ton of points. And so for Kellen Moore to leave and then him to talk about that kind of like old school high T rush the football uh, there were a lot of fears, I think, that this offense would just swing the pendulum so far. My only real concern with that offense would be if Dak continued to turn over the football um, because now I think they're in the position where Mike McCarthy, you know, he's got the reins and he'd be able to kind of, you know, they got that defense and maybe they don't need as much from Dak. But, you know, ultimately I think if Dak can just control the turnovers, I don't think it's going to be as different as people think. I think in fantasy it's going to be an opportunity for people to pick up some of those players, maybe with the fears. This is a good football team. You, we looked at the NFC on today's show, and it's like, you know, Dallas, Philly, San Francisco. Detroit's the fourth team projected, you know, in the sports books to make the Super Bowl. So the NFC is wide open. Like, Dallas should be among the top teams. And, you know, their defense is so good that I just think they're going to be more competitive on the offensive side than people think. And Mike McCarthy will balance things. You know, we weren't complaining about McCarthy uh, during the heyday of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I, I just think it might be blown out of proportion at this point. 
staying in the NFC East, how do you view someone like Jalen Hurts, who had a breakthrough season last year, finishes second in MVP voting, runner-up to Patrick Mahomes, has a, a tremendous game in the Super Bowl. And I'm sure he – and I've had conversations with him. He's He doesn't say that he's going to run less, but I'm sure there's an emphasis on him to stay in the pocket and, and use his arm a little bit more to take fewer hits. Does that impact his fantasy outlook in any way? I mean, it would if it happened. I don't know if I trust that it will happen yet. I mean, these these guys are football players, and and you know, Josh Allen came out this offseason and said the same thing. I've been a football player first, quarterback second. I I think it's hard to reprogram. I think you know you get when you get significantly older, it's easier to do. But I don't have concerns about Jalen Hurts this year. We just talked about the NFC, how wide open it is, uh, and there's these juggernauts at the top. You know, it's hard the season after the Super Bowl. I, there's some wild stat out there right now where, you know, the last 15 first-time Super Bowl quarterback appearances never came back. They never made it back. Wow. So Joe Burrow's never been back, uh, obviously, yet. Uh, has good odds to do it at some point. But that number's kind of bewildering. You know, you get you get to surprise people your first time, and then everybody's gunning for you. And, uh, you know, they've got a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, you know, I think they're going to be a really good team, but it might not be as easy a path as it was last year. How do you view Aaron Rodgers being with the New York Jets? Uh, we see the hard knocks, all the hype, all of the attention that they're getting in New York. I, I got them finding a way to win that division. Uh, I think it's going to be, and it's a tough matchup. If, if You got to go through Buffalo and you get them week one. What do you see his impact overall being on the Jets? Yeah, I mean, we did we did a live event out in Los Angeles uh, about two weeks ago, and my bold prediction was the Jets win the Super Bowl. So I, I wow. do agree. <laughs> I think they're going to win the division. I think that beyond the fluff, which there's been a lot of hype, a lot of talk, people have a – I mean, the booze I got in Los Angeles for saying that had to be directed at Aaron Rodgers and, you know, the California kid that, you know, makes all the news about himself. But beyond the fluff, I think the fundamentals, right – um, it's almost like a stock situation or something where the fundamentals, this defense, right? The weapons that they have on the offensive side, the running backs, um, the fundamentals are really solid. This is a team that competed with really limited quarterback play last year. They have to survive a really brutal first six weeks, but if they can come out of that four and two or three and three, I think they have a great chance at competing. And I I'm with you. I think they can win the division. I think Rogers will make a tremendous difference. And I think he's got enough left to, to get them to the Super Bowl. So I, you know, it's not a popular opinion apparently, but I, it's one I'm going with. Well, I got him in the uh, AFC Championship, and I wanted to pick them so bad. I wanted to pick them to, to go in the Super Bowl. I ultimately went. I said it's Joe Burrow's time. It's the Bengals' time. Yeah, that's so what Jason I, did today too. Uh, yeah, Joe Burrow. It, it, yeah. I, I went with them against the Cowboys. So who do you have in the coming out of the NFC? I had the Cowboys. So uh, we're yeah, on the Jets, same page, Andy. There you go. Jets over Cowboys is what I, I ended up going with. So um, I think the Cowboys are, are going to do it this year. Yeah, I um, I feel obviously from being from Philly, I took a lot of heat for that, having mm -hmm. covered the Eagles for 20 years. But I, yeah. I, I do think there's a lot of pressure for the Cowboys to win. And, and it's it's now or never for Jerry Jones. Uh, I, I love that you are someone who is unashamed, who is willing to go out there and, and proclaim to everyone, and you just you have it on Twitter, that you're a follower of Christ. Tell me what it means to you, and to be able to say that, to, to put it out there and, and let people know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's something that is the 
fundamental foundation of, you know, who I am and my identity. Um, you know, coming to Christ uh, at a younger age and having that define my priorities and the way I look at life and business and uh, family. You know, it's it's so fundamental to uh, my worldview that, you know, it, it would be a betrayal of that reality to to not be open with that. Um, you know, we have a, a business that focuses on on fantasy football. And so we do that. But um, but, yeah, it, it aligns your priorities. It aligns the way you think about the world and your life. And um, it's it's defined a lot of how we've built the business and the way that we think about um what's important to us and providing for our employees and all of those things. So, you know, it, it really means a fundamental difference in my worldview and what uh, is important, um, which I think, you know, anybody that's a, a follower of Christ would, would say the same. Does it have an effect on the way you view the game, how you view certain players? Cause I've, I get a chance to an opportunity weekly on this show. And in just in my daily coverage for the AP get to know a lot of the guys who are believers and who, and it's it's just a tendency to want to see them either do well or, or want to see them prove naysayers wrong. Does it have an impact on how you look at the game and look at certain guys? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it's a fantasy and NFL football. I mean, it's a sport of fandom, right? Like you are rooting for players. They're they're in the public eye, and when anybody has a platform, when anybody has that ability to be, you know you're interacting with fans and you, and you, you're sharing your testimony. I mean, that's an encouragement to a lot of people. Um, it's an encouragement to the people in the locker room. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's funny. We, we work in this industry now where it's like, you know, players are so much the stats on the page, but we've also had the opportunity to, to interact and talk with players and add that level of humanity to them. And, and so, you know, that's a, that's a layer on top of it all, I think in, in the fandom. Well, your team, the Cardinals, have a guy in Zach Ertz who I got to know pretty well and went to church with for a few years and, and had even had a Faith on the Field live event with at one point. So that's a guy definitely worth cool. rooting for and, and watching closely. You said you came to Christ at a, at a young age. Was there a defining moment for you, or was it just a gradual process where you were born into uh, faith with your family? Yeah, I think uh, the best way I would describe it is that I was raised in the in the kind of prototypical Christian home environment, middle class. Um, it was a part of our routine. But as a you know, as a young child, there's a difference between that and then the gospel and the Bible, meaning uh, truth and reality beyond Sunday morning. So I feel like I was very much um, trying to find the right word for it. I was very much insulated from a lot of negative influence growing up, which was a blessing, right? Like it was you know, God's provision and protecting me in a lot of ways when my faith wasn't necessarily real. So I, I thank God a lot for that naivety I had as a young man and, and, uh, the friends that I had and the environment that I was raised in. And, you know, I attribute that to my parents too, just raising me in a, in a Christian home with Christian morals and ideals. But it wasn't until I was about 17 and got involved in kind of like high school ministry where I had some friends that just kind of, um, exposed me to, God's word. And, uh, in a real way, like I read it for the first time in a, in a lot of ways. And so I think that's when I was really convicted uh, of my own sin and life. And, um, you know, when true repentance and faith in Christ happened, it's probably around 17, 18, when I wanted to pursue the Bible in a real way and, and understand what it said. So, um, that's kind of my story is that, you know, it's kind of like 
I don't know if there was a defining singular moment, but it was kind of an evolution as a as a older teenage uh, young man that kind of defined my direction. There's nothing like diving into God's word, diving into the Bible and just reading it and understanding it for your for your on your own for yourself yeah. um, and going through that. So, Andy, man, I really appreciate your time. I uh, wish you tremendous success, a ton of blessings. It's the fantasyfootballers.com. Everyone can check them out and look forward to chatting with you again and, and hopefully seeing you somewhere down the road. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That's it for this week. Thank you to Andy Holloway from the Fantasy Footballers. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti, reminding you, make a difference, be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free.